0: This episode is brought to you by Drum Shambo Gunpowder Irish Gin. If you want to regret the future, regret it with a delicious taste of pine needles and burning. All right, everybody got the clap going? Yep.
1: Wow, that was terrible. We got the
0: clap. (laughs) We got the clap. There we go. You
1: know what you're doing. (laughs)
0: Okay, uh, welcome to a very special episode of This Bullshit Right Here, a podcast where I watch movies my friends like but think I won't. I am Tyler, an angry person, and with me is Ron, a delighted person. Say hello, Ron. Hey there. I would also like to welcome our first special guest, Katie, an acclaimed author and other angry person. Hello, Katie.
1: Hi, good to be here.
0: So, uh... Today, or I should say, this week, we watched the future. Uh, not to be confused with the future with all lowercase, but the future.
2: It turns out that there is uh, a five thousand movies called the Future." So this is this is the the, the future from two thousand eleven. The and the it,
0: and future. in English, we think it was barely comprehensible. But stop, I believe they that. were all stop speaking through. English. Stop that. So, uh, if you can't tell from the intro, uh, we had some strong feelings about this, and Ron is just flying high on uh, causing so much harm to so many people, and especially me. I
1: was also Uh,
0: harmed. Yes?
2: uh, Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have absolutely been eating on this spiritually, like, psychically for... The sense everybody watched. I,
1: I don't want to say that I
2: inflicted this movie on everybody, but I think in this case it, it, it's true. Uh, th- as as much as uh, I've spent a lot of time saying that you know the goal's not to like truly offend your sensibility. It's it's to you know take some things that you haven't seen before, uh, that you would never pick up. Maybe it's a couple things that you wouldn't that you would dislike. But because right, I could I could go and get. Uh, a whole bunch of torture porn and throw that at you and be like, "Huh, you like that?" But I don't think that would—I don't think anybody would learn or grow with this.
0: I mean, that's but too easy, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, that's too easy. Uh, this one, on the other hand, is a—this uh, was not that. This was one of those movies that I—that I saw that I—I I've, I've wanted to see for a long time. That I knew that I was going to hit the target dead center,
0: and I was so only. You- so you you did off. not see this beforehand,
2: no. Okay, but it, but it is one of my favorite directors and writers. So
0: I see, I see. Your fav, one of your favorite directors. You're going to be judged for that, you know.
2: I, I I'm, I'm not. like. I'm not even going to defend myself. Like I don't even think I could be a <laughs> martyr on this. So if you like, you want to put me in the dirt, please do.
0: <laughs> so, so this episode, not this episode, this movie, uh, was about the two worst people on the planet, uh, in, in the most unhealthy relationship trying to adopt a cat. Um, did I, did I catch the, the plot right? Is that, is that about what it was? Yes. If you <laughs>
1: yes, but I want to add that there is a supernatural element that is never explained and, uh, I think Bear is bringing up, because I want to unpack it a little bit.
0: Absolutely. So what was that supernatural part?
2: If if I may, before we really jump into it, may I I read the synopsis from, uh, uh, (laughs) the official synopsis from IMDb? Oh, please do.
0: It won't be as good as mine, but uh, second best.
2: So, the future, 2011. When a couple decides to adopt a stray cat, their perspective on life changes radically. Literally altering the course of time and space, and testing their faith in each other and themselves.
1: I have an objection.
2: I yes, they don't
1: adopt the cat.
0: No, they don't.
2: Wait, what? I thought I thought they did adopt. They went to the adoption agency and signed the paperwork and everything.
0: That, that's not the completed part,
1: right? But the cat y- doesn't y- actually get adopted. <laughs>
2: But on paper, they, were just, they just had to pick the cat up. That's it. So
0: That's I don't cool. know if there's a website for it, but the cat does die in the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give that spoiler out because this is a spoiler show. Uh, and also warning everybody who checks does the dog die in the com. The cat dies in the end because they are the worst people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long it's been since I've seen two such miserable individuals attempting to be in a relationship with each other, uh, while also attacking me personally uh, with uh, the concept of wasting one's life and 40 being the new 50, among so many other things. I'm not sure how long it's been, but these two individuals are just... God, they're just awful and not good for each other. I don't know how, uh, I don't know how much I can uh, overstate that.
2: Uh, I would say that this is absolutely, the thing that you feel is absolutely true. Like, that's, that's, that's literal text. It's two people who are miserable and who are miserable together i don't know they're necessarily miserable to each other but absolutely miserable uh concurrently and they
1: bring their misery into the home constantly it's not even like the home is a space where they can escape from the misery of the rest of what's going on it's a it's just a breeding ground for more misery and then they go back out and take that misery back into the world and then they come back home and they bring it in with them and it's just it doesn't improve the whole movie.
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah, that's true. It does not get any better uh, as the movie goes on. Uh, And I am all for movies where people light their world on fire. But this just kind of like they low-smolder their entire life on fire and a cat dies because of it. And I think that's an unforgivable sin.
2: But I don't... But the cat is fine. Like, The cat understood that 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 death was only one stage of existence. And you know what? Wherever it is now, it said it is warm and soft and lovely.
1: I would like to share with our listeners, if I may, that the reason that we know this is because the cat quite literally speaks to you throughout the movie.
0: Yes, everybody. The cat is the narrator.
1: He is indeed.
0: Posthumously the narrator.
2: Yeah, so this is almost like a, a, a classic like uh, Greek poem where you have somebody that's, that's guiding the way and occasionally we cut away from the, the narrator to the action.
0: <laughs> for, for a given
2: value of action. Uh, so I feel like we skipped ahead and I, I, I feel like y'all could talk about the negative scrapper. So I would like to get this out of the way. If, if, it, if it, there even is one. What's the
0: thing that you liked about the movie? I appreciated that the atmosphere that they were obviously going for, um, was consistently, Oh, sorry, not consistently. It was also consistent, but constantly there. I was constantly uncomfortable throughout the entire film. Uh, unlike burning, where I complained that I actually it was too slow and I disengaged and then had to re-engage again. There was none of that here. I, I They were going for it on purpose, and I was appropriately uncomfortable constantly uh, throughout that entire movie. The other part is uh, I really enjoyed the man who is the moon, maybe, uh, with his 600 dirty Santa Claus limericks. Written to his wife. That it was my favorite character in the entire movie.
1: I agree with that. I think, I think I also respect a movie that is capable of making me discomfort, discomfortable, uncomfortable at every every moment. I think also, I don't, I can't tell from the presentation of this movie whether or not this was intentional, but I think that they did truly present a plotless movie. And I, if it is intentional, that's pretty well done because it's very hard to have complete lack of plot and discomfort sustained throughout the entire thing. If it wasn't intentional, then I, I don't know what to say.
0: They don't get any points for that. And it just becomes uh, a negative score. Exactly, Do you have yeah. any insight on that, Ron?
2: Well, I, I wouldn't say that maybe <laughs> I, I, well, this is your
0: favorite one of your favorite directors and writers Uh, could we give them that credit on purpose
2: Uh, actually yeah I think that you could I think that uh, Miranda July uh, Mm -hmm. whose like other movie like that I carried as my favorite movie for a long time is you me and everyone know it it's just a vignette with not really an end just like it stops I, I would say that uh Katie and I have been book clubbing for a while, and we have read some books that are not full of plot. I wouldn't necessarily say they just end, but we have we open up on uh, people's lives, and it's kind of just as messy and uh, unstructured as our own, but uh, but 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 focused on or framing the the. The parts that we kind of are like, like framing our self-loathing as normal and normal as the macabre, and we we see that to an end. I don't necessarily think that it's a the end, like uh, in a, a traditional film, but or like a traditional story structure. But I like it.
0: <laughs> well, good because that's why it's supposed to be on the uh, podcast. If you didn't like it, yeah. uh, yeah. Now let's go. Uh, let's go to also what we like pressure. about the film. Uh, Katie is the special guest. You get to go first on this one. Uh, you you were harmed by this film, and uh, I want to hear. I want to hear how it harmed <laughs> you.
1: Sure. So I have a lot of objections. Um, I think that, but I'm going to go with the biggest one first, which is that. In this realm of kind of a supernatural setting where it seems like both of our characters possess some sort of supernatural power that's never fully explored. We also have a cat that is capable of communicating with us as the narrator. And for reasons that I truly do not understand, the voice and the narration of the cat and the shots where the cat was in it, which with one exception were entirely of the cat's feet. Was it was hauntingly creepy. Like the voice that the cat had throughout the movie is still very, very present in my, in my mind. It's like, it's, it's, it has not left. I can still duplicate the kind of creaky high pitched voice of, of this kind of disturbed animal um, who I believe is supposed to be like the epitome of, of innocence, but is so unsettling that it's very, very hard to see that way. So that, for me, the movie did not need the cat. The cat was barely a a figure. I think it served kind of primarily as the catalyst for this couple to, quote, change their lives. Um, But in doing so, they acted like adopting a cat was death. And then I heard the voice of the cat, and the voice of the cat sounds like death, and so maybe that wasn't an overreaction. Um, But the cat was the thing that I... I have no peace with (laughs) none at all.
0: It's as if they told an angry ghost to make a cute little old cat voice and then read the lines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was not okay. Um, Because I don't think we were supposed to be creeped out by it.
1: No. But I do think it was supposed to be innocence, like innocence personified. It's like, look at these people and how they they can't protect this innocence but it just sounded like like the exhumed voice box of a victorian grandmother it just was not good
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't didn't go as as intended um so these these two the, like this couple according to what they said they're both 35 uh and as katie said uh, adopting the cat means they're about to die and that felt like the most melodramatic leap uh, in a just a normal drama that I'd heard in a long time. And that's actually can probably be extended to the entire movie of just the the most melodramatic leap of logics, uh, leaps of logic uh, in order to uh, in order for them to truly destroy their terrible life with each other uh, to then lead probably also terrible lives with separate people um, who... Her pick for uh, exiting the uh, relationship uh, is a gentleman who is also terrible. Uh, did anybody have any strong feelings about uh, the, the man she had an affair
2: with? I'm, I'm not here to defend myself, so <laughs> stop, stop skating.
1: To be very honest with you, so much of that movie... <laughs> was so hard to process that I have a very hard time remembering the man she had an affair with. I remember the affair. I I know it happened, but I, he, he kind of doesn't register in the face of how uncomfortable I was at every moment. Like, I feel like the, the scenario is what I remember more, which is that they were both terrible to each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, what, what stuck in my mind was the fact that, uh, he were, a gold chain around his neck because he was down to fuck. Uh,
2: and he told the uh, audience yeah. that. That is a, a, a true verifiable fact. You that didn't
0: say that. <laughs> that was a line from the movie. Uh, but I agree with you. Um, you know, that was merely a footnote uh, in their, uh, th- their... Their affair was also extremely awkward, just like the rest of the film. So it didn't particularly stand out as more awkward than anything else. Cause it was all bad. Uh, it was all extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. I
2: would, I would say that, that, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not here to critique the movie, but I, I would say that it's two people that, the uh, the, the movie is making the point that they should not be together. And that, uh, July, Miranda, Miranda July's character. She she wrote the movie, directed the movie, and starred in the movie. Uh, she uh, made a decision that would probably benefit her in the long run, and uh, Jason, the the husband or the the boyfriend, um, does not want to let that go, and that's where you get the the supernatural part where the the the, change, the altering of reality because he freezes time as a way to keep her. Eh. And That's probably the wrong decision.
0: Does he freeze time?
1: I was not it's clear The movie
2: He <laughs> talks to the moon. Like I don't I,
0: I'm pretty sure he freezes the movie but time keeps going because he lost 2 days and a cat died because of it.
2: Yeah, he froze he froze a, a mo- if I'm, I don't, we would be here all day with a chalkboard going over formulas about what it means to have stopped time for just one moment. Like, this is wormhole stuff that is in a, that is, that, I mean, that's why I like it. There, there's essentially a, a time hole. I don't, this is for another part, but it's great that you are able to, like, to, to just absolutely throw uh an uncomfortable movie into a quirky movie and then throw, um, I guess, science fiction into it? I guess a little bit of fantasy?
0: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) That's what it is. I don't
1: understand the purpose. What do you mean? I just, I guess I'm, I mean, it's kind of an ethereal question in a movie that we've kind of, Already agreed, doesn't necessarily have a full purpose. Um, but I, or doesn't have like a, a concrete plot. But I just, I'm, I'm confused as to why, why that, similarly to the fact that I'm confused as to why the cat's narration was necessary, I'm confused as to why a supernatural element of stopping time is necessary in a movie that feels to me to be very intentionally just trying to paint a, a holistic picture of a destructive couple.
0: I would say it was because it was we was needed up. the uh the moon to talk, except for we didn't get any of his uh Santa's erection limericks. So like what was he even doing what was the moon even doing there at that point? But yeah, it, like they could have taken out the supernatural elements and it still would have been uh I think an appropriate uh couple setting their life on fire. Because they are miserable. Like, we could have still had all of that. And I still would have been extremely uncomfortable throughout the entire film. Uh, I don't think I got anything good out of the very, like, light-touch supernatural parts of it. I I don't even light-touch. Don't know what it was doing in the film. Like you said, Katie, the purpose. I I don't know what its purpose was in the film because I don't think it made me more uncomfortable uh, other than from a like a metaphysical perspective of I disliked that even from within the you know even within the movie like it's I don't think I disliked it in that I don't think it should have been there
2: okay so so now why do you think that I picked this movie
0: Take this movie for me. Um, While I have watched movies where people have, you know, gone to great lengths to slowly smolder their lives out of existence, uh, to either create new ones or just, you know, fade to black, I don't remember ever saying, like, Oh, that movie right there, I have to watch it. When's it coming out? And that's my theory on this. Because the trailer actually made me think, huh, this might be a thing. Uh, honestly, because of the supernatural stuff. Uh, it was a bait and switch. It was shitty supernatural stuff to get me to watch just a really uncomfortable relationship movie where everybody's the worst. Anyway, that's my theory. Uh, Katie, why do you think Ron picked this for me?
1: Ron, had you seen this before? I had not. Was that a no?
2: No, I have not. I had not seen this movie before. Okay.
1: I think. So I think that it kind of, on the surface, based on the the summary that was read, I think it kind of presents itself as this potentially kitschy. Sci fi esque, but without fully committing, movie. And so I think it, it comes across as something that might be fun but annoying, um, which is why I would assume you picked it. I think that it it took a very different direction from what its IMDb page might suggest.
0: So, Ron, why did you pick it?
2: I, I picked it because it. it uh, I, I won't say that I, I knew it because I hadn't seen this movie. But I knew that there was a high possibility that this movie was going to be plotless, that it was going to start and then end with no conclusion, and that there was going to be very few lessons to be learned. Uh, I thought that they were going to do the, like from the, there's there's an era of mumblecore movies where uh, everybody's just too weird by half. And, and that combined, think of uh, like Napoleon Dynamite, and that, uh, and that would trip just enough of your senses that you would say, this hipster nonsense. Uh, I, the only thing that I think that I was wrong on uh, about this movie um, was that there wasn't a lot of ukulele, so that uh, <laughs> it doesn't fit like 100% into uh, the, uh, t- this, the tween uh, mumblecore filmmaking. But yeah, this is that's why, I, and I knew that the the supernatural parts that, while not necessarily a faint, because they're integral to the thing that they're trying to say, uh, was not going to be a part of the plot.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! You said it was an integral part. I think you yeah. could have taken that out wholesale, and it would have been still been a uh, an effective movie.
1: I'm
2: glad yeah. that you think that. That's why this is your show.
0: Okay. Uh, I do find it funny that you bring up Napoleon Dynamite to compare to because I love that film Mm -hmm. Uh, and was one of uh, what you did to me. I did to another friend of mine. uh, Oh, so long ago where I loved Napoleon Dynamite. I said, Hey, you should watch Napoleon Dynamite. And he hated it with a fiery passion as the most boring (laughs) nonsense do-nothing film he has ever watched. Uh, so I've been on your side of this uh, this type of movie choice before. Um, so I find it funny you bring that one up because I've done it with that movie to somebody else um, with with lots of love for the film itself.
1: I would argue, though, that Napoleon Dynamite, while it is absolutely plotless, does have humor. And that's, I think, what makes it palatable. And this movie at no moment had any type of humorous break.
0: It almost had it when he decided to sell trees to people I, a couple, I and really the, uh, and the, and the limerick guy. It, but again, almost, I agree with you. It was almost humorous. Uh, I think this
2: movie was very funny.
0: It, it made it up to mildly enjoyable for me for those two very short parts of this film. <laughs> Uh, well, I think we just about covered uh, anything, unless anybody has any last words about the future
2: oh, English well, 2011. I hey, well, I've I got to ask the question because it's, it's part is in the contract. Oh, so right. this movie right here, uh, 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 first first Tyler, actually first Katie, then Tyler. Yeah. This movie right here, is it bullshit?
1: Uh... Okay my silence is because i don't want to commit to an answer yeah <laughs> um,
0: there's only commitment I'm, on this podcast
2: and there're no half measures so it's yes or no
1: i'm going to surprise myself here but i think i'm going to say no it is not bullshit interesting i'm open to being dissuaded
0: oh there's there's also no dissuasion here <laughs> but that's that's your uh that's your verdict uh is it i think so all right my verdict is yeah this this movie right here is bullshit uh i would actually not recommend people watch this um I, i would not i would not personally recommend it to anybody um some may i it Doesn't need to be stricken from the history of humankind, but I would never recommend this film. And there have been other ones we've watched where I would actually recommend people watch it, uh, even if it hurts. Uh, This is not one of them. Uh, I don't think that the payoff is good enough for me to inflict this on anybody else. Uh, I'll leave that up to Ron uh, to, to spread that. I would not.
2: Yeah, no, I got, this movie has two thumbs up for me. I'm, 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 I would give this to... No, uh, I'm generally kinder than that. The, only because I'm in this space where uh, I'm trying to uh, upend your sensibilities. But I truly like this movie. Um, I wouldn't give it to everybody. It's not for everybody. Uh, but yeah, I like it.
0: There we go. Well, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of This Bullshit Right Here. Uh, next week, we are going to watch... Carnival of Souls. Uh the old one. I don't know if there's a new one, but the old black and white one. Uh so we'll see everybody then. Say goodnight, everybody.
1: Good night.